Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Well, hey, listeners, welcome to another episode of the Cultivate Podcast. Today, we have an amazing woman of God joining us. Her name is Katie Schmidt, and her heart for Jesus and loving on those around her is just so beautiful. We want to chat with Katie today about what the Lord's been teaching her, specifically focusing on how she's learning to cultivate obedience to Christ and His direction in each season of her life. As we hear Katie's story today, Kayla and I pray that you would be encouraged and reminded that we serve a God who can be trusted. And as Jeremiah 29, 11 says, he has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, welcome, Katie. We're so honored to have you on the show today. How have you been? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How have you been during this current season? Yeah. So I feel guilty almost saying this, but (laughs) COVID, we called it COVIDcation at our house. (laughs) It truly has been the greatest blessing for us in so many ways. And I I know it's been so hard for so many, but Mm -hmm. for us calming down, bringing all of us back into the house as one unit, spending so much time with each other, building our relationships again. Um, It's been wonderful for us. It really has. It has. Yeah, it's good to think about. And I know we've talked on on the show about this before, but to think about the good things that God's doing, that He's working it together Mm -hmm. for His good. And it's neat to look back and, and see those little blessings of extra family time and I just love that. Yeah. So. I love the COVIDcation. The yes, COVIDcation. I have not heard I know. That Mike way. and I were taking a walk one night and he's like, what are we going to do when COVIDcation is over? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> oh, know. <laughs> and everything just I know goes it's just become to... a routine. It you has. Know, this right. season yeah. has just, you know, settled and everybody's yeah. kind of figured out how how to do it and what works. And so. I didn't realize how pulled in nine million directions we had become until life slowed down yeah. and then Mike has been working from home and the kids have come home from school. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we were really mm-hmm. just surviving for mm, quite yeah. a while. And so it's given us a lot of food for thought on what do we want our next normal to look like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to try to preserve some of that rest and that togetherness. Yeah. Going I feel like I've been processing some of the same things of like, also how many relationships mm-hmm. you keep spinning when you see more people. And yeah. I feel like it really, when you like had to be way more, it wasn't just people you passed or saw mm-hmm. on because of circumstance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who are the people that I need to be pouring into? Who are the people that I need to be having a, a deep friendship with? Like yeah. those people in my life, I feel like that's helped process some of that and mm-hmm. make adjustments and think about that for moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we get started here, would you just share a little bit with our listeners about yourself, your family, or any other aspects of your life that you feel kind of give us some insight of who you are? Yeah. So uh, my name is Katie Schmidt, like Lydia introduced me, and I am married. Mike and I are going on 12 years of marriage this August. Uh, We have two kids, Jacob and Aubrey, and Jacob is going to be eight here in about a week, and Aubrey's nine. And I've been around Northwoods. That's my home church. Uh, my parents started going there when I was 10. Okay. So I've, it's just truly been my home away from home. And uh, 
it's where I got baptized in junior high and um, it wasn't Converge. It was, well, they still do Quest. Yes, yes. they still do yep. Quest and then That's Reality. With Quest. Donald Dewey. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. so, Quest is the best, as I like to say. Quest is the best. <laughs> I like that. And I was 10 too when my family started okay. going to Northwoods. Which I, I was not. Sorry. Kayla <laughs> <laughs> was a little older. Yeah. Oh. It, and so I've just kind of grown up there. Um, it was just a big part of my life through junior high and high school college, you kind of do the college thing. And, Mm -hmm. and then when I got out of college, I feel like I kind of returned back to my faith. So I've called myself a super volunteer Mm -hmm. because (laughs) I think I've volunteered in so many different capacities. And I actually did work there for a couple years off and on as an admin assistant. So I have a little history with my church, which is great. So Katie, we'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about where the Lord has you in this specific season of your life. You know, you're a mother, you're working for a local ministry a few days a week, and you're leading women in various areas. So what is God up to in your life right now? Yeah. When you asked me that question, it's funny because it took, it was kind of hard to think about. I, Mm -hmm. you know, one, where do I land? Because I could see so many different areas, but but really what what is the common theme, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. to pinpoint a common theme was actually a little difficult for me. But um, I really think, honestly, what he's teaching me right now is ironically exactly what you invited me to come here about. And that's just obedience. Are you gonna follow me where I'm leading you? And I feel like for me personally, it's just something he continues to hit me over the head with, um, you know, again, going back to COVID, looking at the school year coming up. I mean, Mm -hmm. as a mom, that has been so heavy on my heart. And, you know, I can tell you about where he's asked me to be obedient in the past, but I'm almost still in the thick of it right now going forward because I'm still kind of pressing into what do you want? What do you want for my family? What Mm -hmm. do you want for me and the kids? And so I would Mm -hmm. say that's kind of where I'm at right now is, is obedient. What's he, what is he asking me specifically and my family specifically to do? Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like right now he's asking you to be obedient with specifically? Well, just, are we going to return to public education? Are we going to homeschool for a year and kind of see what COVID and the school system looks like for their first pairing together? Um, And I, I see pros and cons to both. I honestly am not on one camp or the other fully. I think there's great things for both. And that's kind of where I'm at. And that's what makes it feel a little stuck is Mm -hmm. I wish I almost had stronger feelings for one way or the other. And so we've still got time and I'm still pressing into him. And and so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as a teacher, I definitely can relate in a different way. I don't have children of my own as listeners know, but I can definitely relate to just that tug of like, okay, I know that God has called me as a teacher right now in that role for a specific purpose. And it's like, he knew that this hard time was gonna come this time in education where everything's kind of flipped on its head and certain people think one way and certain people think another way, which has always kind of been how some education has been in some ways, but it's really caused me to as well, just be like, but I know that God's called me here for a purpose. So I just have to keep walking. Right. Even when I don't know exactly what it's going to look like and just keep being obedient in the weeks to come with little things that I, you know, can be obedient with and and leave yeah. the results up to him. But I can't even imagine as a mother right now during this time, how that must be so hard knowing, you know, being home with your own kids and yeah. just that 
unknown of what's the best decision for your own children. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole nother yeah. struggle, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like we've been feeling a little bit of that tension as some of our, like, kind of prior to the schools, our kids in like youth ministries have opened up of like, okay, how do we, you know, keep them safe, but still have fun. And like, you know, there's a lot of times the stigma of like kids' church is boring. And we're like, we don't want that to happen because now they have to, you know, be by themselves and stay far apart. And like just navigating all that has been really tough. But then we've already seen with just being open for a couple of weeks, um, good things come out of it. I've had, you know, Mm -hmm. leaders tell me like, okay, the way we're doing small groups now is actually way better. Right. I don't I don't know why that that but this is just working and like I know we've given up other things but like this is really good in this season. So There really are so mm-hmm. many hidden blessings yes. or silver linings that yeah. are coming out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. What do you feel like your experiences that you're in right now are teaching you mm-hmm. about God? I don't think there's any way for me to answer that concisely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Big question. He's always doing so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think there's any way for me to answer that concisely. I think if I if I could even try, it would be, um, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on uh, mm-hmm. in the episode, but you kind of hit on it, Lydia, when you said just one little step at a time, mm-hmm. but just to be a seed sower. Mm. And whether that is with my kids for this next year or whether that is with, you know, um, church ministry or whether that is with my professional life working at Pure Rescue Ministries, being a seed sower into the women there and my coworkers there. I just feel like he's just asking me to just be a seed sower mm-hmm. and and then be obedient to that in whatever whatever that looks like. Mm. Yeah. So. so hard when you feel called to be the seed sower because a lot of the times, you know, I feel like different people are called to different kind of ways along people's journey. Mm-hmm. But when you feel like the Lord's tugging you to be that seed sower, sometimes it's just hard because you're like, oh, I might not be the one that sees, you know, right. years down the road yeah. or yeah. be the one who's up there, you know, directly working with people in a certain way. Or I don't know. I feel like that's just sometimes a hard thing to be like, I'm a seed sower. But then it's like the seed has to be sown. That's it has so to be important. Yeah, otherwise... Yeah. And you know, there's so, no fruit later. Yeah, yeah, that is so important um, to the kingdom of God, to growing people as disciples and um, discipling your kids mm-hmm. and the women. And yeah, 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 definitely an important role. Yeah, I love that you shared that because um, in our youth ministry at high school for Converge right now, um, we're prepping for our new series, which will start after Next Gen Weekend in August. And that's like one of the themes is talking mm. about parables of the kingdom of God and the the seed sower is yeah. one of the like weeks that we're focusing on about teaching them yes. the importance of that. Mm. So I yeah. love that you shared that. Yeah, it it is true. You know, th- you're right, Lydia, the the thing with planting the seeds is you don't get to necessarily see the harvest. Mm-hmm. And so right. you have to be okay with that. And I yeah. feel like mm-hmm. as he's taught me to, are you just going to plant this seed? He's also been teaching me, are, are you going to let go of the end result? Which is yes. again, what we'll get to. Yes. But, but man, I didn't realize in all the little ways that I still sometimes try to control the end results of things. And Mm -hmm. it's just such a fleshly response in all of us. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I've done a good job. And then all of a sudden something comes up and he's like, yeah, you're, you're really trying to sway the outcome (laughs) a little bit. And I'm like, I know, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, So it's just always that recognition that we have to abide in him that Mm -hmm. as soon as we think we have it, you know, figured out on our own, it's like, 
then he just totally humbles us and mm-hmm. is like, nope, just kidding. Like you thought, you know, that you were good with this, but you have to just that constant abiding in him. So that's good. So Katie, why do you think it's, um, why do you think obedience is necessary in our relationship with God? Like what is obedience? Why do you think it's important in mm-hmm. our relationship with the Lord? Yeah, so I wrote down a few thoughts. One little phrase that I love is, if you want to see my ways, obey. Mm -hmm. And we really can't experience who God is or what he has in store for us or what he wants to do through us if we aren't willing to actually respond to his nudges. Mm -hmm. And so I just had put, you know, it's the way that God works out his purpose and his plan through us, um, not just to benefit us, not kind of selfishly for us, Mm -hmm. but for his people, for his kingdom, you know, to advance the things that he wants in this world. And so I had put one, two, three, four, five little bullet points. I love it. So take notes if you're listening, get out of this. Love a good note taker. Um, And we can always provide these too in the show notes. Yeah. That would be an awesome place so people can have access to it. Yes, I am very much a note taker. and, And so these are the little bullet points that, as I was thinking about what is the importance of obedience, they just kind of came to my mind. So the first one is that obedience is the first step in positioning ourselves to receive. Mm. And actually Pastor Cal talked about this a few weekends ago. That was really good. Which was great confirmation for me on all that, you know, Mm. I was processing. But but again, he, you know, he can have arms full of great things for us, but we have to be willing to position ourselves to receive. The second bullet is that it builds relationship with God and we learn a lot about his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of goes with the third point of it can be really frightening, but it's faith building. And so when we take those blind mm-hmm. obedience steps, yeah. our faith is increased, but also we experience God in a new way that we would have never been mm-hmm. able to experience him if we were too scared to step off the shore. Yeah. And right? it's not just risk-taking for like the adrenaline rush. Right. You know, it's not just risk-taking right. to take a risk, it's which I reckless. don't do. But <laughs> yeah, we're not all. But, <laughs> but it's, you know, there's, there's a purpose yes. to the step of faith. Yeah. Yes. And mm. the third one says, um, you learn more about yourself and who he's created you to be. And he also helps chisel your own character, which really is humility. And so I've just mm. learned in my own life, when I take those obedient steps, you know, it is for a purpose, but I'm always so blown away by, by what it produces in me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it produces great things, but it doesn't feel very good. Yes. And so he teaches, you know, me about myself, where I'm weak or where I'm, you know, where I could have growth, um, chisels my own character. And, and so that's what I mean when it says that, um, you know, you learn about yourself and who he's created you to be. And then my fifth one is just, it can be a beautiful partnership. And so I feel like that is one area of, I'm kind of learning like, okay, I get these ideas or I get these nudges. And sometimes they're just fleeting thoughts. I don't do anything with Mm -hmm. them. But one morning in my quiet time, he just kind of convicted me and was like, what are you going to do about this? Like, who who do you think is putting these thoughts in your head or these nudges in your head? Mm -hmm. And I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to pursue one that I feel like is, doable. Not everything is doable in the moment. Yeah. But I but I thought I'm gonna just I'm gonna walk this out. And mm. it's really become a great way for me to learn about him and to learn about myself. And it's kind of shown me that I have a bit of creative side, which I never, mm. ever, ever would mm. have Yeah, revealing those new things thought yeah. about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. 
That's Those good. Those were my five little takeaways. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I've been preparing a message that I'm speaking next week and it, it's on the voice of God. And the three things is you have to be available, you have to be humble, and then you have to be willing. Like yes. what, what's the point of him asking you to do something if yeah. there's not going to be any partnership, if right. there's not going to be any response from you? Like, right. you know, if you keep, if you ask somebody to do something and keep getting, you know, blank back, mm-hmm. you know, no response, it's like, what? Why would I continue mm-hmm. to do that in a normal relationship? Mm-hmm. Why should we expect God to work? You know, we're created in his image. He works some of the same ways the way we work. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that response part is so key. It is. One of my life verses is out of Ruth where um, it says, where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. And it's that same concept of, you know, he can plan my course, but I have to be willing mm-hmm. to move. Yeah, I have yeah. to be There's willing to take the steps. Involved. There is action involved yep. mm-hmm. and that's not running ahead and that's not staying behind, mm-hmm. but trying to stay in, in sync line. with him yeah. where, you know, wherever that leads you. So, yeah. you know, um, I teach the girls at work that it is a beautiful partnership. When we do what we can do, and he does what he can do, that's where our progress happens. Mm-hmm. But he's not gonna go all the way for us. And we have to be willing, you know, to move. We can't just sit there and have these expectations. Yeah. So so it's it's a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. We're both putting into um, the relationship and therefore progress happens. Yeah. And when he calls us to really hard things, I think it's easy to forget that when he calls us to those hard things, he wants to hold our hand and walk with us right. in those. And that's yeah, where the partnership comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, I almost have to just visualize that mm-hmm. of like, Jesus is holding my hand. Like yeah. he's with me. And it's funny because, you know, we know he's gone before us. Like he knows the end result. But then at the same time, he's also walking with he's us. right next to us. And we can trust him and hold his hand with confidence because we know that he's gone before and that he knows yeah. the end result. And I just love that picture. I always have to visualize that for myself and in seasons when I've been like, okay, I'm being called to something, but I'm really scared and that fear is coming in. And I feel like that is just so big to to just imagine yourself holding his hand. You know, he's he's right there with you mm-hmm. and, and he knows the end result. Yeah, that's so good. Um, so moving forward, you know, so we've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, he's asked you to mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a step he's requiring you to take, but sometimes it can be difficult mm-hmm. to obey that step, to mm-hmm. walk out in obedience. What has God taught you about giving over the end result to him and, and stepping out and doing the things he's asking you to do, even when you don't feel it or mm-hmm. see it happening? Yeah. Um, he has just taught me that his end results are so much greater than I could ever try to manipulate them to be. And really, you know, the depth of faith is the depth to which you can surrender. Absolutely. If you cannot let go, then Mm, there is a control issue there. There is a root of control and we all have it. We are humans. We have sin nature. You know, some of us, I do think maybe that root is deeper in Mm -hmm. some of us than it is in others. But at the end of the day, again, the degree to which we can surrender is um, the degree to how deep our faith is and our trust is with him. And so I don't want to mess like things up. I don't want to mess my life up. I don't want to mess whatever you're calling me to, Lord. I don't want to mess it up for myself. And so I'm letting you lead. I'm letting you lead. I'm letting you lead. And I'm trusting that the harvest is going to be great, whether I see it or not. I uh, was reading in Luke and it talks about when Jesus heals the 10 lepers. And it was in my orientation for work that um, 
John, he's the the director of Pure Rescue yes. Ministries. He's awesome. He is awesome. So uh, I don't know if I said I work. Did I say Pure Rescue Ministries? I don't know if you explained exactly okay. what it was. So maybe explain really quickly okay. what it is and then get into it. Yes, we're getting on a rabbit trail. But so <laughs> I work at Pure Rescue Ministries um, at the Esther House with the long-term residential program ladies. And so I teach their classes and I also do one-on-one mentoring. Mm. It's kind of like counseling, but I'm obviously not a counselor. They do go to Barnabas for actual counseling, but that's like once to twice a month. And so in their daily life, they need someone to check in in with. So they're there for 12 to 13 months and we just kind of do life together with them. And then one day a week, I also work at the pregnancy center doing parenting classes one-on-one and then um, helping teach a community parenting class for like court mandated people, which is DCFS or community service or things like that. So going back to my first day of orientation at Pure (laughs) Rescue Ministries, John shared this story in Luke about when Jesus heals the 10 lepers and, um, you know, Jesus healed all of them knowing that only one would return, mm-hmm. right? And his whole teaching that day was, again, this is sort of where the whole sowing the seeds started with me. And God has just expounded that greatly in my life. But, but he just asks us to be the seed sowers, whether we get recognition for it or not, whether people come back to thank for the healing or not, you know, whatever that looks like, he healed anyways, he loved anyways, he gave them what they needed anyways. And so in the context of the program, there's so many girls whose lives, you know, we've poured into and they might not graduate or they might, you know, it's hard working on yeah. you and your stuff. And a lot of them come with addictions and traumas. So when you press into that stuff, it it really is very difficult. And a lot of them just go, this is too hard for me, I'm out. Mm. And so there's usually not the same number that graduate that start the program. And Mm. just that we can't take that personal, that we love them greatly. And Mm. so, you know, even as Jesus healed the 10, only one came back and he was good with that. He still loved them anyways, right? Mm. It wasn't about the end result for him. It was about sowing the seed. Yeah. So Mm. That's so good. I've never thought of that. Um, story in that perspective before. And I, that has been, you know, as you read that, it's like, man, why did only one come back? Mm -hmm. You know, but to think Jesus knew that, you know, Mm -hmm. knew that that would be how it turned out and did it anyway. That's really powerful. And just in practical life. I mean, there's things in my life with my kids or my husband or um, friends where I, I, the only thing I can do for them is be praying for them. Mm. No matter what I want to do, I can't control whatever the situation is. I don't yeah. know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. And when I can get used to not needing to know or not needing to control that, the peace that comes with yes. that is so mm. great. Yeah. And there's still, it makes me still feel powerful. Like I can still influence it even though I can't control it. Yeah. And right. I feel like that is what, pe- that's, that's maybe a misunderstanding as if I can't control the outcome, then what's the point? Right. But you yeah. have great influence. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. I love that too, that the pressure is taken off of us. Yeah. And we can have that peace because we know ultimately that we're not the we're ones not to change a heart. We're yeah. not the ones in control Yeah. ultimately. So I know that even you sharing that, I'm like, wow, I need to remember that, mm-hmm. that I don't need to put that pressure on myself. I just need to be obedient in those little things and know that God's going to take that and use it mm-hmm. for his glory and in his timing he's going to work 
um, and for his purposes. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit to maybe practical or an example of how you have continued to do what the Lord has asked you to do, even when you don't feel it, Mm -hmm. even when you're really in like, what's going on? Like, Mm -hmm. why am I doing this? How do you like Mm -hmm. encourage yourself and stay committed to what he's Mm -hmm. calling you to do? Yeah, so there was a season where I I felt like I was making the right choice. And so with obedience, sometimes that means going forward, right? And like stepping off the shore, mm-hmm. you know, oceans. Is yeah. the, but sometimes it actually means dropping something, mm-hmm. letting something go, yeah, you know, taking something off yes. your plate. And mm-hmm. there was a time where I felt like I wanted more. F- I wanted to do more for his kingdom. And he honestly was just like, well, where do you want me to put this on your plate? Because it's full. Mm. And that kind of started the process of me. It's hard to take when everything on your plate is good to decide. Yeah, You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? And so there was a decision that I had made a few years back that I really truly had prayed into. And I thought it was, you know, I had great peace about it. But then when I had made that decision, the aftermath of that, I lost all of my peace and I started questioning and doubting. And it was really one of the hardest years of my life. It was a wilderness, my wilderness, most recent one I've had. And Mm -hmm. um, I read an amazing, two amazing books. One was Whisper by Mark Batterson Mm -hmm. and one was The Land Between. Oh, I love that book. Oh my gosh. Uh, I have not read that one. Our youth pastor recommends that for every college student. I read it in college. I would have not gotten through that year without the two of them combined. such a good book. It's so good. Um, So if you are in the middle of something, Something, right, you've given something up, but Mm. that was the thing is like, okay, well, now I have an empty plate, but like, where are you? Yeah. And I stayed with my plate empty for like a whole year and it was the hardest, greatest year. And I, Mm. it's such an oxymoron to say that, Mm -hmm. but usually, you know, it takes time for you to get the piece of greatest year when you get perspective, but it usually goes together. The harder times really are our deepest times. Um, Mm. And and so I tried to be obedient in that. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I doubted if I heard right yeah. or if I made the right choice. But what encouraged my heart during that time was, and I know Pastor Kyle again talks about this, but we don't have enough control over our lives to truly off course ourselves. Mm. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And like, so even if I did mishear him, mm-hmm. I know that his plans for me are good, right? Jeremiah yeah. twenty nine eleven, what you started the show yeah. with. And so Lord, even if I misheard you, I'm, I repented and I just said, please give me a plan B, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He gives us plan B and plan yeah. C and plan yeah. D. Oh, I love that. And so yeah. we can't totally so get ourselves to a place where he's like, nope, you took the wrong turn yeah. and too bad for you. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like thinking about, you know, people in certain like life, you know, controlling situations. It's like they're never, you know, those people who are walking through that or whatever the the mm-hmm. wilderness or the journey or the struggle may be, you're never too far gone yeah. <laughs> from still fulfilling God's plan mm-hmm. for your life. And it's it's such a a learning experience. I feel like I relate so much to what you were sharing about um, saying no or mm-hmm. walking away from good things. Yeah. Because you're like, God, you blessed me with all these good things. Like I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. This like guilt that obviously is not from him yeah. because he's also leading you out of something and into something yeah. new. 
But I think a lot of the times, even in our Christian circles, we can associate if you're volunteering the most or if you're in the most things, like you're the most godly. It's like, that has nothing to do with godliness. It's about listening to God Mm -hmm. personally, following his word, but listening to him personally for direction for your life. And and sometimes it it means laying certain things down, but Mm -hmm. I definitely struggle with that. And I've had different seasons I remember in um, in college, like I just felt like I wasn't supposed to be involved in as much my last two years. And I, I felt like the Lord was calling me in a similar way just to spend time with Him, just to grow over that time. Yeah. And now I look back and I'm like, man, those 45 minute car rides, like from ISU, you know, back here to Peoria area, like that was such rich time with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, staying on campus to be, you know, involved in a certain thing, he was just like, I just want time Mm -hmm. with you. And it's so, so hard, but I love that you mentioned that because I think that's a misconception of, you know, the Christian walk and all those things of course are amazing, Mm -hmm. but it's like, if God is calling you away from one of those things or to step down from those things, it doesn't mean that you're not serving his kingdom because ultimately he calls us to, to have a relationship with him and in different seasons, it's going to look different. Yeah. And I think that's again, one been one of the greatest blessings with COVID is just, the rest Mm -hmm. and the ability to connect with him. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you can be busy doing all great things in his name. But when you're so busy, you don't have time to stop and connect with him. Absolutely. It really isn't about serving him anymore. It's about (laughs) you going through the motions, energizing yourself. And so I feel like if you're too busy to stay connected, you know, maybe maybe there is some things that need to be taken off your plate. Because at the end of the day, it's really about we serve out of an overflow of time with right. him. And yeah. I'm guilty of that in my own life, having yeah. to check myself and go, mm-hmm. okay, somehow I went from walking to sprinting. Yeah. And I don't know how I got there, mm-hmm. but it, we need to readjust. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I love what you shared about, you know, there's nothing we can do that, like we don't have that much control. We can't yeah. get ourselves off that much. And um, I know I've heard it said too of like, God is really pleased with us trying to hear him and really pleased with us doing the best we can to make uh, choices and decisions on what we think he's saying. And Mm -hmm. he knows we're not going to get it all right, but he knows our heart when we Mm -hmm. made that decision that we were doing our best to honor him. And he honors that. Yes. Even if it's Quote, yeah, what right even is wrong? wrong or, you know what I mean? Whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, he knows our heart and that we we were doing our best to try and align mm-hmm. with what we felt like he was leading us yeah. to do. And and he sees mm-hmm. that part of it too. He doesn't just see, oh, that's the decision they made. Mm-hmm. You know, he's there in every moment that we're processing and deciding mm-hmm. and listening to him for mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the ways that Kayla and I have seen you taking small steps of obedience as you're talking about is through opening um, your online store shop remain. So that's been awesome to see. Can you just share with us a little bit how God led you to begin that ministry and what it means for believers to remain in Christ? Yeah. So that was one of, that just was kind of born in my quiet time. And that was one of the things I, I can be a complicated person's not the right word, but but <laughs> I am very intellectual and thinking. I'm a processor is a better way to say that. And mm-hmm. so um, 
I have all these thoughts that might be great thoughts, but sometimes it's not the right time or, you know, it's for later or it's for never. And, and so I was in my porch on my quiet time and a friend had actually sent me, it was like a simple little scrapbook journal that she had used scrapbook paper and stapled with, with some reflection questions. And I started using it and I just loved it. It was so simple and practical. And sometimes I think we can think of our quiet time as just being lofty and I've got to be so productive almost in my quiet time rather than letting it be a place to fill. And I just enjoyed it so much that I thought, what if I tweaked some of these questions from questions that I've heard over the years in my own life um, and created just a little quiet time journal for everyone that's going through COVID right now. And so that was just a little idea. And I asked um, my friend, Hope Graves, which has she been on the podcast she before? Has, okay. yes. She was close to the beginning, beginning I yeah. think, last year. Yeah, so she's really the the brains behind all of this because I couldn't have done it without her. I just came with an idea and I was like, help. (laughs) And she was so gracious with me because the process of creating and printing is uber complicated. Yeah, there's a lot of steps involved. It seems like it wouldn't be that complicated. I I feel like because we just print like off our computer, off our printers, you know, but it's crazy, especially with, you know, types of paper and all those. Yeah, yeah. there's so many little pieces. And so out of that quiet time and working with her, um, was the Remain Journal. And so the web store was just a way for me to be able to have anybody purchase it. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe down the road, I do do have some little other ideas um, that we could put on that store. But but the Remain Journal was just basically born out of of the COVID season of if you remain in me, I will remain in you. And at the end of the day, that is what my heart is, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to go through life without you. And I don't think any of us do. And we just, we get so busy. We don't know how we get busy, but we do. And we're not, we're not letting his spirit grow inside of us and we're not remaining in who he is. And so I also liked how short and simple it was. Mm -hmm. And so I put in just some um, conversation questions to start your day with and to end your day with. Mm -hmm. And I loved the end your day with because so many times we have our quiet time, but we don't come back around at the end of the day to like share what actually happened that day. Some days our days go according to plan. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And so just one of the questions at the beginning of the day is what is my expectation for the day? Mm-hmm. And we don't think that we have expectations for our day, but sometimes we do. Yeah. And then to come back around at the end of the day and say, okay, like what reflect on my day and answer those questions and, and then the other half is just a little bit of some Bible study questions for whatever scripture you're at in your Bible. Um, they're just some questions that I take the Esther House girls through to look at scripture in a different lens. And so I just thought comparing those two together in just one page a day would be doable for busy yeah. ladies or busy moms. Yeah, or- that's good. I like... Um- I've seen it. I flipped through it because Hope was working on it and was showing me what she was doing. But the check-in about your expectations, I think if there's one thing COVID taught us is how many expectations we right. had about the way things were going to go. Yes. And I think for bigger things, you know, a certain event or, you know, something you've been planning, like you have an expectation, but you don't realize mm-hmm. you have that for your day-to-day. Like mm-hmm. you expect your days to be the way you, mm-hmm. they always are. And yeah. so then when they're not, mm-hmm. I love that like check-in with the Lord about, Okay, mm-hmm. what are we expecting to happen today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. I feel like that could be really mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just felt like 
really a great relationship. Like Mm. I started looking forward to at night hopping in my bed and like connecting with him again at the end of the day. That was almost sweeter than Mm. the morning. Um, And yeah, so just kind of how. And it's awesome too. A lot of the times we can, you know, everyone, you know, does their intentional quiet time with the Lord at different times Mm -hmm. of the day, depending on our schedules and what works. But what I love is it really takes only a couple minutes for me to do it in the morning and do it at the Mm -hmm. end, you know, and it's, but it's so powerful to reflect on, okay, this is how I was feeling at the beginning of the day. Now this is what God did, you Mm -hmm. know, by the end of the day. I love the reflection and I personally found it to Mm -hmm. be just such a, such a blessing for me and so simple, but so powerful. And I think those are some of the best things, the simple things, but they make such a difference. So, yeah. so sometimes at the end of the day too, though, like mm-hmm. we start the day in a great place and we end the day in a terrible place. Yeah. And yep. so <laughs> true too. Been there. And so I've noticed on those day. days, it's, it settles me before I go back to bed. Yeah, It like quiets my heart. It like yeah. gets me calmer or whatever's happened. And so- on the days that are harder, it's almost like I go yeah. to bed able to sleep better Yeah. than if I went yeah. to bed without ever checking in with yeah. him again. Yeah. So right. just help, helping you process. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. What do you think it means for believers to remain in Christ? Like mm-hmm. how did you, I know the remain you said, mm-hmm. you know, specifically from COVID, but what do you think that means to remain in Christ in your words? I think it looks different for everyone, but I think mm-hmm. absolutely daily in his word, I mean, if we yeah. aren't in his word, mm-hmm. you know, again, I tell the girls that sometimes, you know, our quiet time feels so rich and fulfilling and sometimes it doesn't. But what we're doing is we're filling our well for him to be able to pull from mm-hmm. at any time. And so getting in his word, worship music for me is equally yeah. as emotionally engaging as reading his word, maybe more emotionally engaging. Um, But I'm not saying it's more important. I'm just saying it connects with my emotions. And so just whatever that looks like for you, for some people that might be a prayer walk or a nature walk, or um, it might be, you know, sometimes just sitting on my porch with my eyes closed in the quiet, it's good enough for me. I Mm. feel him. I'm not doing anything, but I know he's there. Um, And so I think it looks different for everybody. What does it mean for me to be able to remain in sync with him throughout my day? Mm. And and you kind of have to learn what that looks like for you as you walk with him. He'll show you and just be aware of what you respond better Mm. to. But but for me, it's his word and it's worship and just the quietness, the Mm -hmm. stillness, which is so not available in this world. Mm. But really, you know, be still. And yeah. know that I am God. And it. I think all of us can say, man, when I do get still, I feel him, mm-hmm. right? But when we're busy, that's that's when we kind of grab at straws. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. Another thing I thought about is just even community with other believers. Right. Like how that can help us mm-hmm. to be more pushed towards the things of yeah. God and to help us to remain in him too. We have the opportunity to encourage others with the truth of God's word. We have the opportunity for them then to encourage our hearts. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. But what I love is that you started with his word mm-hmm. because that's foundational. Yeah. You know, we cannot abide in Christ if we don't know who he is. Exactly. And through his word is how we figure that out. And then all the experiences, all the feelings, those things are amazing, but it does come down to knowing who he is, knowing who he says we are. And then everything else is, you know, just part of our walk with him. But I love that you said the word first and foremost. Mm -hmm. 
Well, thank you so much for being yeah. with us today, thank for sharing you. your story. I know Lydia and I just, we walk away from these every time we're like, oh, that was so encouraging. That was so good. <laughs> yes. I think, you know, what we just kind of talked about here, of it's, it's fast paced, it's busy mm-hmm. and we don't realize it. Um, and I think, doing the podcast has helped me slow down and to have conversation and to be present with people. It's Mm -hmm. just so good. So Mm -hmm. thank you for being with us today. We appreciate it so much. Uh, Thank you everyone for tuning in with us and we appreciate you listening and following along. Um, Be sure to stay up to date with us on social media by following at the Cultivate Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.